0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for joining us to listen to a portion of the series on Esau and the Palestinians. Esau and the Palestinians is a five-hour audio series that deals with tracing from Esau, the twin brother of Jacob, all the way to the present-day Palestinian people. There is a history that needs to be looked at, we need to look at the past. We need to look at prophecy as it relates to what will happen to these descendants of Esau. And then we need to look at the present and see how this is all coming together. That's exactly what we do in the five hour audio series on Esau and the Palestinians. I hope that this will be a blessing to you as we study the Word of God together. And now an introduction to Esau and the Palestinians.
1: Look at verse 11. He's going to bring the Gentiles as witnesses. Chapter 11, verse 11. This is a key verse, by the way, for Jewish evangelism. Here's the reason that I take people to Israel, folks. I take 10 to 12 tours a year to Israel. And here's the reason. If you have never been to Israel, you don't have to go with me. I'm not saying that. You need to go to Israel. I'm going to give you a proof text. Not because of what you're going to learn, but because God has set us aside for a special purpose. It's in verse 11. Here it is. I say then, have they stumbled, have the Jews stumbled, that they should fall? God forbid. He brings it up again. But rather, through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. You know how my greatest witness is? driving these Jews batty because they cannot understand why I love them so much. They treat me like I'm dirt. I told you they were zealous <laughs> without knowledge. They treat, I, I love, their greatest way to win a Jew to Jesus is to drive him batty, trying to figure out why you love him. You see, that's what uh, Moses said. Moses said, you people, speaking for God, have made God jealous. He doesn't like it, so he's going to raise up a people who aren't a people. You think you're so good, you Jews? He's going to raise up the Gentiles. He's going to set you aside, raise them up, and make a special program for them to provoke you to jealousy. That's what 1111 is. He brings the Gentile as another evidence that God still has a plan for the Jewish people. He's using him to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. Go to Israel. Go to Israel and act like a Christian and provoke Jewish people to jealousy. Well, that's not all. He brings himself as a witness. He brings Elijah as a witness. He brings the Gentiles as a witness. Look over here in verse 16. For if the first fruits be holy, the lump is also holy. Now, what that is talking about, when he brought the bread offering in, the wheat offering in, the lump, they would just take a lump of it and lay it on the altar. So if the lump was holy, all of it is holy, he's talking about. Now look, jumping off of that, here's what he says as he he makes that statement. And if the root, verse 16, chapter 11, And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Ever wonder about this? And this was always so confusing to me talking about the olive tree which is a symbol of the Jewish people and when he says if the root is holy the branches will be holy what's the root the patriarchs Abraham Isaac and Jacob they were holy they were promised they got absolute guarantees from God and they're the root and then the tree starts to grow and some of the natural branches some of their descendants would come to know Messiah and believe, but some of them wouldn't, so he broke those branches off and he doesn't take, I don't believe this is teaching Gentiles, I believe he puts other branches on later on down the line, I believe this is all prophetic right here. You see we don't become, listen to me folks, we don't become Jews. We derive benefits from the Abrahamic covenant. We are not of the seed of Abraham. There's a separation. There are three strands in the human family. You say, De Young, you, you say a lot of the same things a lot of time. Well, You've got to say it. The Bible's just the same. It doesn't change. I can't say anything different than what the book says. There are three strands in the human family. Gentiles, Jews, and Christians. You're not two of those. You're one of those. And in Jesus Christ, Gentile and Jew no longer... Christian and that's what he's saying here the root grows up it's holy the branches come out I rip some off I burn them up but I'll put other branches on there but later unnatural branches and then the last witness is God himself verse 25 For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness, and I'm not sure that word in the King James is the very best word, blindness, if you look it up, it's talking about calloused eyes, a hardening of the heart, really, uh, a not being able to make the right decision, dull thinking, you see all those Jews that have never trusted in Jesus Christ over the centuries, you know where they are? Hell. Forever and ever. And the Jew doesn't have something different. Every Jew that died without Jesus Christ in the past is burning in hell just like every single Gentile. And the same as is today. God said they're dull of thinking. They're hardening of their heart. Has kept them away. Not all of them. Oh, blindness in part. It says. It says it's partial, but it says it's temporary. Until blindness in part. Until what? The fullness of the Gentiles be come in. What's the fullness of the Gentiles? Peter goes from Jaffa down the Mediterranean coast, gets into Caesarea because he had been beckoned. Three of Cornelius's. Either servants or soldiers brought him up there, and he leads Cornelius to Jesus Christ, the first Gentile to get saved. They established the first Gentile church, and then God establishes a program for the Gentiles. They have a big discussion about it in Acts chapter 15, at a church discussion. And James the pastor, by the way, James is still the pastor of the Church of Jerusalem, James the pastor comes up and calls him in and says, Peter, you tell about how you've been leading people to Jesus. Paul? you tell about what you've been doing among the Gentiles the fullness of the Gentiles become in until that time they're going to be blinded or hardened or dull of thinking until the fullness of the Gentiles the last Gentile in the program that God has set up comes in and then Jesus Christ will come back wouldn't it be fantastic folks listen wouldn't it be fantastic you ladies go to the mall today take along a little track he gave it to a Gentile lady in that store, and she gets saved. And she was the last Gentile. And the fullness of the Gentile being come in, the rapture would happen just like that. We'd be out of here. The only reason he hadn't come, he's not willing that any should perish, 2 Peter 3.9. But all should come to the knowledge, and especially the Gentile, he has a program for them. But then what does God say? Till the fullness of the Gentile be come in, verse 26, and so all Israel shall be saved. And I'll not develop all of this. There's so much more here that I don't have time to develop with you. But all of Israel shall be saved. Does that mean every Jew's going to be saved? I believe it means every Jew at the second coming of Jesus Christ that's still alive will be saved. You know who those will be alive? One third. Because two out of every three would have been killed. Zechariah 13, 8. Every individual? No, it's talking about not individuals here. This is national salvation. You see, if you put this all together with the feast, and I don't have time to develop this, that feast of Yom Kippur needs to be fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ when he walks into the temple, into the Holy of Holies. He does that after he comes back to the earth. That's Hebrews chapter 9. And day of Yom Kippur was... National salvation, not individual salvation. They're going to get saved. That's the record. Go over to the book of Genesis with me, chapter 25. Genesis chapter 25. Now we've tried to set the scene on teaching this series. Thank you for laboring with me through Romans chapters 9. Israel past, present, and future. Their past selection, their present suspicion, their prospective salvation, their recruitment in chapter 9, their rejection in chapter 10, their restoration in chapter 11. And God says, and the reason I developed that was God said, I love Esau, I love Jacob, excuse me, I hate Esau. Now let's look at these two young men. If I had to title this, this would be entitled The Tale of Two
0: Brothers. Thank you very much for joining us in this study of Esau and the Palestinians. Now this is a five hour audio series. You have just been able to listen to a portion of the introduction to this series. It's an audio series on CD and it's available to you. You can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and go to our shopping mall and order your copy of the audio series on CD of Esau and the Palestinians this series will help you to understand better what is going on in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict today and what God's plan is for the future. Thank you very much for joining us for this Bible study, and I hope it will help you to realize that the coming of Jesus Christ is close at hand but before he comes back to the earth, at least seven years before that, he will shout, the archangel will shout, the trouble of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him at the rapture of the church. By the way, that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until.